0: and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard,
1: for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you.
0: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, welcome
1: back to another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle.
0: Hi Gemma, what's going well today?
1: What's going well? We were just talking about how I didn't get good sleep last night because I was up too late, but my husband got me a nightlight for the the nights that he's gone because I normally stay up till like 2 a.m. because I'm scared. I can't turn off the light when there's not somebody else here, but the nightlight really helped me sleep last night, so I went to bed like right at midnight.
0: (laughs) That's so apropos since we're talking about sleep today. I know.
1: Oh my gosh. That's really weird. (laughs) I didn't even plan that.
0: That's totally funny. That's a good segue. Um, well, it's going what's, well for you. My girls are getting along so lovely. They're so cute. Yay. It's so cute when they get along well. And they, um, me goes, "Oh my cute little sweet Pia, isn't she cute, mom?" Oh my and I was gosh. like, oh, "That's so sweet." That so sweet. I'm happy about them. Good. Yeah, they're cute. Um. So sleep. We're talking about sleep today. So I think sleep's hard. (laughs) Everybody struggles with it. We struggle with our own sleep and then our kids sleeping and babies sleeping and people getting up in the middle of the night. I remember when they first started sleeping through the night and I mean, it was like I was a whole new person.
1: Yes, I know. It was like, like that's the main question you get when you have a baby. Everyone's like, do they sleep? What do they sleep like? It's like, dude, back up off me. They don't sleep. (laughs) Everybody knows that.
0: (laughs) No one's sleeping. Hello. Do you see my face? Do you see the bags under my eyes? Do you see the (laughs) outfit I've been wearing for three days? I'm not sleeping. I still wear the same outfit for three days. (laughs) Me too. I got into the habit when they weren't sleeping and now I just kept it. I know. It's like, why waste this good shirt? Who cares? No, it's still clean. (laughs) Um yeah I um my kids didn't sleep very well when they were little and we ended up co-sleeping and all kinds of things and they never really slept in their bed until they were li- until they were a little bit older and it was hard it was really really hard had not having enough sleep and people not sleeping but and I think people struggle with it at every single age and I think the big thing is that when we are not sleeping and when our kid isn't sleeping usually it's something emotional is going on and it, with little kids, even with the older kids, it's really hard to tell what, what's going on with them. But a good remedy for it is connection. And a good part of the connection sometimes is tantrumming or crying with a supportive listener. I'm not and, shutting it down. Yeah. And I think that's what happens is we get in the we get into this mode where we're like, we can swaddle them, we can, you know, rock them, we can put them in our bed, we can get them a pacifier, we can feed them, we can do whatever we can. And we really do do whatever we can to get them to sleep, especially at night, because we so desperately want and need our sleep.
1: And there's so many like gadgets and stuff, and you're sleep deprived. And so you're like advertised all the stuff that's like the miracle, miracle, why can't I say that? Miracle? cure cure I can't say it you know what I mean you got it yeah But I don't think that's it and like with babies I really just gave up after a while and I was like I don't care about the schedule and like what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing anymore because I'm miserable the baby's miserable I'm just gonna do what feels right for me and for our family and I had that luxury because I didn't have to go back to work yeah But I want to post some photos on Instagram of all our different sleeping arrangements because we had, like, cribs attached to our bed. We had baby gates everywhere, (laughs) like... I just fully gave up with the sleep and was like you do you and I'm right here
0: yeah it's hard and I think that is another thing like every family needs to find what's good for them some people the family bed is good for other people they can't do that or don't want to do that and I get that too we did that for a while and then after a while I was like okay (laughs) you need some space yeah I need to sleep I need to sleep and I really need to sleep like a, a you know good sleep and so I think in that sense like whatever works for you that works for you but if it doesn't work for you where you want to be co-sleeping there's ways to support your kids through their feelings so that they can offload them so they can feel better so that they can sleep and i'd say start during the daytime first of all start with connection everything connection you know the everyone says special time but special time is just a really small part of the connection with empathy with setting limits and having them tantrum with kindness with love we're setting the stage all day with the connection pieces, then if they're feeling more connected and they can have maybe tantrums during the day, then sometimes I've seen a lot of my clients where when we really get the tantrums going during the day or we really get the play going during the day and they can start to offload some of that stuff, the sleep stuff goes away because they
1: say play is a big thing
0: too for sleep. Yeah. If we can play, if we can connection during the day helps relieve sleep problems at night. So when I do my six-week course, people will come right at the beginning and say, we have all this trouble with the sleep. And I say to them, okay, this is good. Let's table it. Let's do whatever we can just to get the kid to sleep in your bed, rocking them, laying with them, whatever it takes, because let's spend these next three, four weeks building the connection piece, getting to the tantrums and empathy. And maybe that will it'll, it'll automatically alleviate a lot of your sleep, sleep problems. And I'd say 80% of the time it does.
1: Yeah, when I had a baby and then I had Caleb was like two or whatever he was when we did the class with you. Yeah. And he was so persistent at night. Like we tried everything everything we could not get him into his bed and we finally i think i've talked about it a little bit before but dan put cushions out in the hallway because he would run out of his bed and come into our bed and so dan put cushions out there and he slept for two months he had to sleep on these cushions in the hall to catch him before he would come to our bed and he would take him back and set the limit and caleb would cry i mean sometimes it was like two hours but he just had to get it out and yeah He didn't get it out in the day. So that was just his time to cry with a safe person. And then he would fall asleep.
0: Yeah. And I think that's it. If you can get in there with them and console them, but then place them back in their bed and say, okay, it's time. I've got to go now. You know, it's time for you to go to sleep and get them to that place where they're, you kind of want to ride that line between getting them in their bed and also getting to the place where they're starting to cry to get those feelings out and so you kind of want to just stay right there like physically and so you can have them start processing what's going on yeah yeah so
1: being like oh there's no monsters monsters aren't scary like I'm right here I'm watching you that's what we used to do and we used to just be like you're fine everything's fine right and Once we did the class with you, we were like, wait, 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 (laughs) let's not like take all his worries away because it's not working. Let's just let him have them and see where it goes.
0: And sometimes they'll take worries that aren't necessarily related to sleep. Like he might be just like not making up the monsters, but his mind is creating the monsters. It's creating fear. And so maybe in his mind, the only fear he knew were monsters. And so he's telling you it's monsters, but maybe it's like the fear of not having enough love because he now was, you know, being displaced by the baby. Maybe it was the fear of like, you know, the connection being scarce. He wasn't going to be taken care of as much because the baby was there. Like, it probably was all this stuff, but for him, it's monsters, right? Mm-hmm. It manifests that way. Yeah. So, we know when they're crying, they're not necessarily crying about monsters, but they're just crying because it's an emotional release, and they need to get that stuff out to get themselves settled again so that they can they can sleep.
1: Yeah. Then with Jonah, I feel like we... Because we were more in tune, we started it much earlier. Like, when he was a baby, I wasn't... With Caleb, I just thought crying was bad. Like, there can be no crying around sleep. That means he's scared. And that was me, like, projecting my own... You know, I was thinking, like, when I was a kid, I was so scared. I didn't want to be alone. How could I leave these little babies alone? But with him, instead of just, like, offering him the boob all the time or, like here's a binky, like, I'm right here, mm-hmm. whatever you need. When we had babysitters, I would, like, rush home to rock him. But it just got to a point where I was like, maybe he just, like, really does need to cry with me in a safe mm-hmm. place. Even though he's a baby, he still has stuff
0: going on. He's That's right. They, human. Yeah, if you live in this world, there's disconnection. Right. That's just it. You know, you don't get something you want or something doesn't feel right or you get scared or whatever it is, and that becomes, like, a hurt inside of you, and you need to get it out. And I think that's so good, like just being the supportive person when they're crying. Letting them cry is okay. I'd say, too, though, the one thing is like make sure everything physical is okay. Like they're not teething necessarily. They're not, you know, they're not hurt. There isn't some sort of. Yeah, there's some other issue like, you know, they're getting sick or whatever, because then it's all bets are off. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just stuff that you can't account for. And so. We want to make sure we're not, you know, they're not crying because of those reasons. That it really is an emotional reason that they're crying, not physical. The key is like staying there. Yeah. The key is staying there, not letting them, not holding the door shut. Like, yeah, like oh I did gosh. originally. I, I would like yeah. the door. I mean, we sat outside the door, my um, ex and I, and we um, would listen to them cry when they oh were my babies. Gosh, that's you know torture. Yeah, and it was awful. And I had, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. Right. But, you know, we got to a point where I was like, I have to sleep. She mm-hmm. was like two years old, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's normal is that because humans are meant to co-sleep, like it's this is something different that you really have to work hard for if you really want it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you do. And I, yeah. And if we're, you're using binkies and blankies and stuffies and all that stuff, it's just tamping down the feelings. The mm-hmm. other thing I would say Is if your child needs everything a certain way, like the blankie has to be here, the light has to be on but not on too much, the the pillow has to be over there, they have to have this book or two books or whatever. If they're very rigid around bedtime, there's likely something brewing because if you took that one piece away, they would probably have a big tantrum. And that might not be a bad idea to do that, to say, oh, yeah, we're going to put the binky over here tonight and just have them place it on the table and see what happens. If they start to really have a tantrum, stay right there and go to that tantrum. Yeah. Let it be your place. Esme had a blankie and she we had to take it away when she was eight.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: We didn't have to take it away. But what we had to do was like be like, you can totally have your blankie. But we don't want you to have to need your blankie all the time because it's that need the blankie all the time. That's insane. By the way, she still has the same blankie. I wish I had it right now. Oh, my gosh. That is so cute. (laughs) Since she was born. It's disgusting. First of all. Amazing, though. (laughs) She still has it. It's called Nainu, everybody. No, she's called what? Nainu. Nainu. Oh my gosh. Hot pink Nainu. It's so gross. She won't let anyone wash it because she's afraid it's going to fall apart. Oh, I bet it would too. (laughs) But anyway, so she was really attached to it to the point where it was like, if it was missing, she would lose her mind. And so we did this whole thing where we said, okay, I said, do you think it's time to like maybe not sleep with Nainu? She'd be like, no. And so during the day, I would bring it up and we would talk about it and she would start to tantrum and get really upset. So during the day, she was starting to get some of that out. And then at night, I was the first night I said, "Okay, how about if Nainu goes over here on this side of your bed and you don't touch it when you go to sleep? You sleep over here and you let Nainu sleep over here. And she was like, I can't do it. It's too hard, mommy, Bubba." And so I would stay right there with her. Right there with her. And then she couldn't do it that first night. So we gave her Nainu back. Then the next night I said, let's put Nainu on the ground right next to the bed. And she would cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. And I'd mention it during the day too. And she would cry during the day. And then we would get to bed and she would cry. So now she's getting all these opportunities to cry her feelings out. Whatever was attached to this Nainu. And eventually after, you know, four or five days, Nainu was in the closet sleeping by himself. And she was sleeping in her bed by herself. And she was okay. And now Nainu... Doesn't have to go everywhere. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Nainu didn't go to camp. Nainu didn't go on vacation. Nainu doesn't go anywhere. He's just here when he needs to be, and she can be fine without it. And so it was like, it's okay to have a blankie, but you don't want to have to need it. That's yeah, like day. a sleep crutch
1: is what all the sleep people call it, because I had so many... We hired like doulas and sleep experts and I was like somebody help me like why are all my friends kids sleeping and that was what was really hard for me is all the comparisons and like why are they sleeping like what am I doing wrong is it because they're doing formula like what is it and we did a sticker chart with Caleb and it was like nothing. There was, it did not work. Like, there was no motivation.
0: (laughs) I mean, do you want a sticker? I don't want a sticker. He did
1: uh... not. At 2 a.m. He's like, I don't care about a sticker or whatever (laughs) prize. It's going to take me 30 days to earn. Like, I want you in my room now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But we did the
1: thing. I mean, kind of similar to the blankie, but we did it with our own bodies where like, we would be close to him, like holding it because we used to lay with him to fall asleep until Jonah came just it was impossible once Jonah was there I'm like I'm breastfeeding a baby I can't there's no comfortable position for us all to be in this twin bed and Jonah's gonna make a peep so then I would sit on the floor hold his hand then I moved a little bit farther a little and each time he would cry and I eventually had to turn it over to Dan because my tolerance was just I was just like done shot yeah Dan could do it I mean he's a little more patient than I am naturally but It took a very long time, but we eventually got out the door, so we would leave the door open and sit outside the door so he could peek up and see that we were there. And, you know, each step, like, he cried a little bit less, and then we eventually, now the door's fully shut, and he can go to bed independently, but it was very hard to get there. (laughs) It is (laughs) hard to get there. a lot of crying.
0: It is a lot of crying. The it was a lot of crying, I remember, and I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm taking away her most precious little thing. And that's why when people are like, yeah, well, I just took the binky away and I threw it in the garbage. I'm like, Ugh. oh my gosh. <laughs> that it's like, well, then I think a kid just finds something else to attach to, right? Yeah. Or you or whatever, or they don't, or they stuff it. And then I'm thinking, yeah, that's easy to do to just get the binky or the blankie and say, the bit, the binky fairy came and took all the binkies away sorry you're out of luck yeah. but then they don't get to process their feelings right. I think that's the step we miss that we don't understand is that the reason they can't sleep the reason they need the crutch the reason they need us to lay with them to fall asleep or they need the nine or they need the binky is because there's an emotional upset happening in there and that's what needs to be treated not the binky or the blankie So looking at it that way, will give you more, give everybody kind of a bigger insight as to how to like come about this and how you want to remedy it and the things that you want to do around, you know, getting your kids to sleep on their own.
1: I think it's expectations too. Like we expect so much from them that they're, I mean, they're teeny tiny little people. And that was for me once I let go of the expectations, like Caleb is not my friend's children. He's mine. He slept with Mm -hmm. me for two years. This is going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. I just have to endure it. I have to like take a nap during the day so that we can be up all night with him or whatever it is. But I can't. Dan and I were so inconsistent that once we committed, we were like, we're not turning back from this. We're doing it. If it takes two months, which it did, we're Mm -hmm. here for it. Like we just have to not keep going back and forth. Like tonight I'm tired. So you have to come to my bed. We just stopped doing that.
0: Yeah, I get it. I totally get that. And I think it can take two months, I, I can, but I can't emphasize enough to try to do some of it during the day. Yeah. yeah. That to think of any tantrum, any upset, any crying, any whatever is going to help alleviate what's going on at night because it's all interlinked. You know, it's all the yeah. same upsets are in there. It's not just a certain nighttime upset. It's actually just your child's upset that's there all day, but they've been tamping it down, tamping it down, tamping it down. And then they use you as the crutch to like sleep with to keep it really tamped down. And that's also when you have a child who has a lot of wonky behaviors going on plus they're not sleeping, then you're like, okay, there's there's a lot in there that needs to get out. And if we can get to the connection piece and then we can tantrum some of that out, we're going to get rid of not only the sleep part, but we're also going to get rid of simultaneously the wonky behaviors and connection can do that for you all the way around.
1: And play like if you play. I think you were the one that told me this, like tell him, I'm tired. I need to go to bed, but I'm scared to go to bed. I don't want to go. Please don't leave me. Like, I would be the scared little kid, and he was so sweet. They both, I did it
0: with them both, and they would
1: cover me up and, like, rub my, they were just, like, angels trying to, and then it showed me, like, okay, we can work with this.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, playing through it and being the scared one. We still play the sleep game. (laughs) That's a really good one. Yeah, that is a really good one. And I'd say wrestling, too. Like you can wrestle out. I used to wrestle with Pia every day and before bed often because she had a hard time sleeping. Mm-hmm. I would wrestle before bedtime and it would get her really connected. And you could tell she was like, going for it, like really getting at me. And I was like, Oh, this is her processing something. Okay. And so maybe that'll help her sleep better. And right so
1: now the boys are so into Legos. So they play the I have an Alexa in my room. They nobody's allowed to touch my pillows because i'm crazy about like where my face goes night. The- <laughs> it's because I, teen- I had acne so bad as a teenager that i'm like nobody mess with my pillows <laughs> but they'll put on their jammies they come in the room they tell alexa to play everything is awesome which is the lego oh, song, yeah and they jump on the bed they jump to us like we play like hardcore silly before bed which is the mm-hmm. opposite everybody said like be really calm before bed, get soothing. But they like their energy before bed. I cannot brush their teeth because they're insane. So <laughs> this is their thing. Like they've chosen it. They jump, jump, we get connected. And then when their timer goes off, it's like a special time, kind of. Mm-hmm. Then they go, they go right? They brush their teeth. They pick their books.
0: They go to bed best that's the best yeah yep play before bed roughhousing before bed I love it I think it's really helpful I Mm -hmm. really do I know a lot of people like you said are like don't get them riled up at night don't get them and I think just the opposite rile them up so much they get it out so they can go to sleep yeah
1: it's not going
0: anywhere like if we
1: don't do that Caleb will call us back in 7,000 times that's right I need a drink of water. Now I need a Kleenex. Oh, I dropped my owl on the floor, and I'm like, I watched you on the monitor throw that on the floor. Oh my <laughs> but they, ju- yeah, I just think that's been really good for them. They need that like last burst out. They share a room, so they'll yep. wrestle with each other in my bed, and then they're so sweet. They'll like talk to each other. Caleb, will I hand know, do Jonah they talk water? when a you go a to- little bit, but really not that much.
0: That's so cute. My girls are sharing a room right now too, and they love it. <gasps> yeah. They love it. And I'll go and I'll stand by the door and they're like talking about like their friends and stuff. Oh my (laughs) gosh,
1: cute. (laughs) He was dropping
0: in there and then I'm like, hello, ladies, you got to go to sleep. And then they're like, okay, but it's really cute. Actually, it's really sweet. I just
1: remember we moved him to the same room because I remember always sneaking into my sister's bed because I found so much comfort in another human being being in the room.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's true. And we have another room. And as me, we're, we've we just redone it. And she's, I'm like, it's time for you to move. And she's like, I don't think I want to. Oh, my gosh. Leave she's him. like, it's too far away from my baby. Oh, my gosh. That's so precious. cute. And then I said, well, you need to decide because we got to do what we're going to do with that room. And she goes, I need to talk to Pia first. So I'll have to get oh, back to you. Gosh, I'm I was gonna have like a family oh.
1: meeting without you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I love that. Really yeah, sweet. I mean, that's not always doable when you have a baby. We did, we had Jonah in a crib and Caleb in a bed in the same room because they just always did a little bit better together. But yeah. that, I mean, he was a little,
0: Jonah was a little older when we did do that. Yeah, I, I think whatever works for you. And mm-hmm. I'd say that's, a big part of all this it's like whatever works for you don't feel pressure to succumb to having some sort of idyllic you know sleeping arrangement or you know expect your kids to magically sleep through the night just because you got a you know new binky or whatever that it really is it takes work and mm-hmm. it's hard work and i'm sorry if it's if it's happening to you i'm really sorry it's hard yeah. work it's my least favorite thing um to help people with because they're so sad and depressed i think around it everyone's yeah. so sad and depressed around it But I have to say, when I do my course, literally 80% of the people, the sleep thing goes away when they can build in the deep connection piece. It really does. And then there's about 20% of the other people who we have to do the whole like the crying. And it works too. It does. Mm -hmm. It's just more excruciating, but it works.
1: It is. And I think the biggest thing for me, and I don't know if this is for other people or if this is like has to just do with my personality, but some babies really are born and they sleep 10 hours and like... You cannot, that is not normal. So just no. don't expect it.
0: Like, if you have a baby who sleeps 10 hours, I suggest you not tell your friends. Because yeah,
1: be no, so I'll be so angry. <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, Shh. That's your little secret. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Isn't it? Don't you think once they hit three months, like now you can actually start. That's when I started toying with like, even though you're waking up in the night, you
0: might not be hungry.
1: Like, let's see where we yeah. can go with this,
0: you know? I mean, I did on-demand breastfeeding in bed because I was so exhausted. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think you can start, exp- I think you should explore everything. What works for you, what works for your baby, understanding what's going on and just not not all cries are a cry for food mm-hmm. or a cry for um something physical. They can really be emotional at any mm-hmm. age. They really can. And it's okay for kids to cry, even babies, mm-hmm. to just cry with your support. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anything
1: else? I don't think so. I think maybe we'll just open it up on Facebook if there's more questions, we can talk yeah. it out and th- there's a few articles on hand in hand we could link.
0: Yeah, too. yeah, there's a really good um sleep one. I just oh, put okay, it good. up in Facebook. Oh, good. Uh, I'll just look it a- to here then. Yeah, it's a really good one and um Give us a rate and a review and a, to subscribe and uh, everything. We really appreciate that. And I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yep. We'll be back. Thanks, Michelle. Okay. Thanks, Gemma.